don't know this, then you're behind the times. The only metric that matters is convenience. Rules apply to you. Suddenly you're an advertiser. It's February 8th and time for your first Social and Six update of 2021. Yes, 2021 has already got off to a quick start in the world of social with plenty to update you on, including Instagram's test to stop sharing to stories, Twitter's upcoming newsletter feature and the ASA's new guidelines for beauty filters. So without further ado, let's get started. And Snapchat is introducing Snapchat Spotlight. First up, Snapchat's Spotlight feature has reached 100 million users. Yes, if you cast your mind back to last November, you may remember we shared news of Spotlight. Conceived by Snapchat, the algorithmic short-form video feed is very similar to TikTok and the content you'd expect there. Well, seemingly, it's been a success as Snapchat's Q4 earnings for 2020 reveal the service now has 100 million users. According to Snapchat CEO Evan Spiegel, the platform receives 175,000 UGC submissions daily, and that's partly thanks to Snapchat's incentive. Since November, Snap has been offering creators whose videos are shown a daily share of over $1 million. That's not to say each creator gets $1 million each. The fund is split between creators. Looking at the bigger picture, however, it will be interesting to see what TikTok makes of the news. The same will be true for Instagram, which has seen breakthrough success with its TikTok clone reels as well. The deal marks Twitter's first step into building out long-form content experiences on Twitter and its first foray into subscription revenue. Next up, Twitter is quietly rolling out review newsletters to some users. Yes, if you haven't heard already, last month Twitter acquired the newsletter service Review with plans to integrate newsletters into Twitter's desktop site in the sidebar navigation. The feature was set to launch, but Twitter said it has reverted it to private beta for the time being. But last week, some users reported being able to sign up already, which suggests that Twitter is testing it out on a lucky few before rolling out fully. From what these accounts have shared on the newsletter feature, you'll be able to compose and schedule a newsletter where you can embed tweets, import email lists, track engagement, and even monetize signups, essentially turning your Twitter community into paying subscribers. Twitter has also hinted that its new audio product, Twitter Spaces, could also be integrated with newsletters. Tweet-based newsletters would mean tweets will increase in value and act as the top of the funnel for those of you wanting to build a newsletter community. As it stands, Twitter has temporarily frozen new signups to review while it improves the product and gets feedback. So existing review customers may get the feature first, but it shouldn't be long before a full launch. By staggering the rollout, Twitter is just ensuring it will be able to meet the demand of new customers. So Instagram launched Instagram Stories a while back. Next, Instagram may remove the ability to share feed posts to stories. Yes, whether you're an everyday user, a brand or an influencer, it's not uncommon to direct traffic to your feed posts by sharing them to Instagram Stories. But this may turn out to be a thing of the past soon, following the news that Instagram is testing a complete removal of feed sharing in Stories. The reason for Instagram is that Stories work best when the content being shared there is original. Now, according to an Instagram prompt about the test, it's actually users who have expressed that they want to see less posts within Stories. But as many have commented, this functionality has often served brands, musicians, and other pages who often get deprioritized by Instagram's algorithm behind content from friends and family. Now, this is only a test at the moment, so it's not yet clear if Instagram will go ahead with the change. But given the user feedback it has received, Instagram more often than not goes with user needs over organic brand needs. In any case, it's worth experimenting with the Instagram Stories format and creating native content that pushes the envelope a bit more, rather than solely relying on the feed. They launched Instagram Stories. It was part of the platform that was meant to be fun and spontaneous and not so curated and ultimately it was meant to be impermanent, you know, disappear. And I thought to myself, I should spend several hours every day 
making these. Next up, more from Instagram. They're testing a vertical stories feed. Yes, remember when Instagram was testing a horizontal news feed to mimic stories and they accidentally launched it to everyone? Well, that idea didn't stick, but this one might. Instagram has confirmed it's working on a vertical feed for stories where users would swipe up and down to browse, just like how we navigate Reels and TikToks for you page. Vertical scrolling has always been the norm for news feeds, but in part thanks to TikTok, this behavior has now been normalized for short form video. This news also comes after Instagram head Adam Missouri revealed that the platform plans to consolidate its video features and simplify the app once more, hinting at the possible extinction of IGTV and a more than possible revamp of Reels, which Missouri admitted is behind TikTok. Now, our strategy director, Mike Blake Crawford, says it's only a matter of time before vertical video scrolling is the primary format in the Instagram app. Under Missouri's plans for video consolidation, could we see a video-first vertical feed on Instagram in which Instagram and Reels are mixed together? That would certainly be interesting to see the effect on static content, which remains Instagram's foundation, albeit one that the product team seems keen to get away from. If a vertical feed for stories did become a reality, it would also mean changes to current features and user behavior like swipe-ups. That being said, Instagram has made it clear that this feature is an internal prototype still in development and won't be available to the public for some time in any case. Lastly from Theo, the ASA has ruled against misleading beauty ads that use filters. Yes, the Advertising Standards Authority has ruled that influencers should not use Instagram filters to exaggerate the effect of beauty products. The ASA, which oversees all advertising, including influencer marketing on platforms like Instagram, made the ruling following a campaign that's been urging influencers to disclose when they use beauty filters. The campaign, titled Hashtag Filter Drop, was started by Instagram user Sasha Polari and is a win for authenticity. And while the ASA doesn't necessarily have the legislative power to ban ads, users are strongly encouraged to follow the rules and act in accordance with Instagram's guidelines, which often advocate the ASA's advice. It will be interesting to see if Instagram makes this latest ruling a platform policy, as it did when it called on influencers to disclose paid partnerships more clearly on the platform. Beauty filters on Instagram have long been a source of controversy, with stories of users getting plastic surgery to look more like their filters. The response from many social media users has been overwhelmingly positive so far, with some referencing unrealistic beauty standards. There is always a risk. You could have a retail environment where something terrible happens in your parking lot or in your store. So we can never guarantee perfect safety for any brand in any environment. And I think brands just have to assess the level of risk and to be comfortable that we're giving them enough information and enough transparency so that they can decide what environments make sense for them. And finally from E, Facebook is testing further exclusions on ad topics. That's right. I'm sure most of you will know that Facebook's existing exclusion tool lets advertisers stop video campaigns from running as mid-roll or pre-roll ads in feed videos that are related to certain topics, from news, politics and gaming to religious and spiritual content. Now, Facebook is testing further topic exclusions for different types of ads, which will enable businesses to stop their ads appearing next to certain topics anywhere in the newsfeed. Facebook has confirmed that the new exclusion tools will cover a different set of categories, but the specifics haven't been outlined yet, and right now the controls are only being tested among a small set of advertisers. The ability to exclude your ads on a range of content and broader topics of course means brands will have further control over where their ads are seen and by who, which is reassuring for regulated industries or those concerned about brand safety. The example Facebook used in its announcement is if you advertise children's products, you could choose to exclude the topic crime and tragedy, 
and prevent your product from being advertised alongside mature content. Given how personalized the newsfeed is and how much content varies on it, it'll likely be a while before this update is rolled out to everyone. Even then, there will undoubtedly be a few kinks to iron out. Offering advertisers brand safety control over all feed placements is an admirable but ambitious pledge and will be much more complex to achieve than its current solution to ads on video campaigns. Yeah, Eve, so, I mean, we've both got stories on Instagram, so it makes sense to start there. I mean, this news of a vertical stories feed, I find that fascinating because, like you rightly say, the changes to user behavior will be so uh, dramatic there. Like, how will swipe ups work? Will it be like a swipe left or something? And we definitely see the scroll in the vertical scroll. It seems like a sort of innocuous update to many people, but this kind of passive behavior is something that we've been used to with the feed and to bring it to stories, it's interesting to see what effect that might have on things like dwell time or the amount of time people spend in stories in general. Yeah, you've hit the nail on the head there. It's 100% going to affect dwell time and that'll be why they're looking into it. There's a reason that people lose hours on TikTok. I think the only reason people don't spend their entire lives there is because they just stop short of doing autoplay so you have to actually move your finger to scroll yourself but yeah i i think mike's completely right i think it will only be a matter of time and maybe don't agree with him that it'll replace the feed i think they'll have two feeds so facebook the app there is really similar you have your main news feed which is a vertical scroll and then if you want to watch a video it'll autoplay a relevant one for you and you end up in a vertical video feed there i think it will offer that and it does make sense to me that they would want to mix in stories and reels because if people aren't using reels as much as they like which they've hinted that is happening people are definitely still going to watch stories because their friends are there they want to see what they're up to and if you just mix it all in together, you kind of force the habit. So I can 100% see that happening. And I actually think it's a really good idea for them to consolidate their video options because there's just like too many different versions of it and they do need to really streamline. Yeah, I completely agree. The platform has definitely become quite, I'd, I'd say quite clunky in recent times with so many features. And it's often the case I'll know of a feature and trying to look for it. I've got three or four attempts before I can actually find it on Instagram because there is so yeah. much there. So any, any process or any act to simplify the platform I think it would be welcome, not just by me, but most users as well. No, definitely. I think if you have to Google it, it's it's too difficult. But how about your story about them potentially stopping the ability to share feed posts to stories? Because you made a really interesting point, I think, which is that it is better to create original content. This is probably why Instagram wants to encourage this a bit more. You said that the prompt came from users and they want to see less posts in stories which I didn't know, but find interesting. And I think that relates to when people share their new post on their own stories and they're like, new post, please go and click and look at this. That's obviously really annoying. But if pages that want to grow create feed posts for the sole purpose of hacking that like mechanism, like the Zodiac sign one that absolutely blew up and everyone was sharing their own slide of the carousel to stories because it's like making a statement about themselves to everyone. That kind of function is so effective that I was very surprised to hear that they would consider stopping that. I completely agree you, Eve. I was really, really surprised to read that this sort of change and this feedback had come from users because I'll be honest, it's never really something that is bothered me before i know people promote their new posts but i also know that instagram stories has been a place where i find other content on the feed that I might not have seen so that might be stuff like memes it might be reels videos it might be just funny posts it might be carousels from pages i don't even follow 
So I've always really seen the value of being able to share feed posts to stories. But at the same time, like you say, I think using us as a perfect case study, I think social chain, the way in the past, and this is not necessarily a plug, but the way we've used Instagram stories natively, there is so much you can do with it in terms of stickers, in terms of polls, in terms of just the general functionality and taps and swipes and whatnot. But maybe this is the change that will force people to be a bit more creative with how they use stories. And it's not just a clear distinction between ephemeral kind of life updates and feed post content and amplifying it that way. But all that being said, like you said, I am very surprised at Instagram that this seems to be a sort of fawn in their side. I, I, I see it as a bit of a non-issue, yeah. a bit honest. Right. I mean, I can't see it hindering content creation on stories that much, but maybe it is. Who knows? It's, it's funny, isn't it? If anything, I thought it would, you know, help them more in terms of promoting the feed that maybe doesn't always get as much love as stories. So I thought it would it was a yeah, good way of sort of going 360. The product team just has it absolutely in for the feed. And I know we love stories, but I really understand them wanting to encourage brands, say, and influencers to create content on stories that pushes the boat out and and really just focus on original content because their aim is growth. You know, they're going to be the ones that use the feature to highlight it to the best of its ability. But for casual users, like you said, we like seeing a funny post and being able to put it on stories and to show everyone else. That's just a really harmless user behavior that they're sort of halting for a while. Yeah, it is a strange one. I think in instances like this, there's definitely a degree of if it doesn't make obvious sense, maybe there's a bigger picture, maybe something else is going on that we don't necessarily know about at this moment. Maybe. All will be revealed. We've got some fantastic episodes of Social Minds planned for you this year, and we've already recorded with guests from Made.com, Pinterest, and Deloitte. So make sure you keep your eyes peeled for brand new interview episodes every other Monday. Yes, really hope you enjoyed this episode. As Eve said, it's our first Social in Six of the year, and we've got plenty more coming up. Now, as always, we really love seeing your feedback and hearing what you think about the podcast. So if you have a moment, we'd love for you to give us a review on your preferred listening platform. Thank you for listening. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please remember to leave us a review on iTunes because it really, really helps and allows us to bring you brand new episodes every single week. This has been the Social Minds Podcast with myself, Theo Watts, Eve Young, and produced by Ollie Thompson. 